The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to mypillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1 800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. This is Joseph Kahn, a former Amish guy from Wayne County, Ohio, kicking off the pod, best podcast in all of the land, The Dog. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Uh, as you can see, it's just me and Josh again today. Zach's stuck at work again. His job sucks. Uh, <laughs> Justin's wife's in school again, so his schedule is really not great right now, too. Um, we're trying to work our way through this rough period in Dogs Podcast history. We'll get through it with the help from all of you guys. Yeah, all right. Episode uh, three in a row here of Blake and Josh. Yeah, so hopefully you guys like us. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of stuff happened in the last week. Last week was kind of a, a filler episode for us. Not this week. we got a ton of stuff to get into. Uh, but before we do, got to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I made my first TikTok yesterday. Yeah, so you did. I popped my TikTok cherry. <laughs> oh <laughs> if we're allowed God. to say that on here. <laughs> well, well, hey, why not? Uh, <laughs> But, you know, that was pretty fun. Um, I didn't get too much hate on there, so that was actually kind of nice. I was expecting to just get Mother F the whole time or something. <laughs> uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Uh, make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen. Lastly, if you're looking for extra content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on the Patreon page. We had fantasy leagues in there. Uh, you get an extra episode every week. The after hours episode is pretty much just anything what anybody wants to talk about. So if you guys just think we're cool dudes and you're wondering about our opinion on other things besides Browns football and the NFL, uh, jump in there. We talk about everything from movies 
to comics, to pretty much anything you can think of. We usually bring a Patreon member on, let them be on the episode with us. They bring a topic, we talk about it. So if you look like, you know, if you want to be part of the show in some way, uh, get your, your thoughts in, get to know us a little bit, jump in there. It's a ton of fun. We gave out prizes for the fantasy leagues. Um, you get stuff if you're in it for a while. So it's just a really cool thing. Uh, if you're interested, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. I will add to that, uh, you know, with the NFL draft coming up here and not too long, actually, it's kind of crazy to think about, but we are planning to do draft night, um, coverage, I guess here live from the studio last year, we were on site at a local brewery, but, uh, this year we're going to be in the studio. And if you're a dog pack member, we're, probably going to extend preferential treatment to you guys first to see if you want to come on during the draft and and talk what's going on talk about some of the picks and what you're looking for the browns to do at 13 there plus if you just like football especially browns football this group is where you want to be it's 24 7 365 nonstop talking about Browns football in the NFL. It, it never is, stops. If you get your news like from any other, like another app or another news source for the Browns, you can pretty much stop. Yeah. Just join the Patreon group. I mean, these guys and gals keep, I mean, up to date, like to the second. Yeah. They live for this. Never miss a thing. So if that's you, jump in there, join us. It's it's a ton of fun for everybody. Um, so, you know, like I said, it was a kind of a big week for the NFL. Uh, we'll start off with some Browns news. We talked last week on the episode about David Njoku. Uh, the Browns were willing to pay him $10-plus million a year for a new contract. Well, turns out we are going to be paying him about $10.9 million a year, but it's going to be on the franchise tag. Uh, didn't come to an agreement for a long-term contract yet. Uh, what they said is they're hoping this is a placeholder to keep him in place until they can come to an agreement on – a long-term contract. Now, I don't know how the NFL works. Now that they franchise them, can they not come to a deal till next year? Or can they still come to a deal? I'm pretty sure they can still come to I'm a I'm pretty deal. sure they can. I, there might be a deadline. Okay. Uh, you know what? While, while we're talking about some things, I, I'll see if I can't vet that real quick. It's been a busy week. I didn't have a tough time to do uh, franchise tag research. Um, I think it's a good move by the Browns. Clearly, they're invested in Joku. And in Joku, sure, that he was invested in the Browns by firing his agent hiring a new one to help him stay in Cleveland. So it's good for the chief uh, coming off, uh, you know, arguably his best season in the NFL so far. I think he really started to show what he could do if he's a centerpiece for the offense. Um, he's an athletic freak. Um, so I think it's good for the Browns. Well, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was Austin Hooper's days are numbered, but then it came out. It doesn't really make sense for the Browns to cut Austin Hooper. No, not with the cap hit they would take doing no. so. It doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't save. It's cheaper to keep him almost. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, between those two options, definitely cheaper to keep him. So I think you're going to see all three tight ends on the roster, at least again this year. Now, the next season is where it could make more sense financially to get rid of Hooper. Yeah, I think you're you're definitely looking at the last season of Austin Hooper on the Cleveland Browns, unless unless things you go know, crazy this things year. go crazy he balls out whatever but most more than likely last season for hoop so we're going to see more of Njoku, Bryant and uh and Hooper on the field i th- i would have to assume that is going to start being the number one guy we didn't franchise tag him to be, make him third on the depth chart yeah well i mean what do we bring Austin Hooper in with all that money to be too you know <laughs> uh, no i agree i think that i think this definitely says Njoku we want you to be the guy. We're putting you in that position. It's kind of his to lose, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, 
I think what was is funny is this is only the second time in Brown's history that we've used the franchise tag. Really? Yeah. Second time? Second time. Who was the first? Take a guess. Give, think, give, think, give me like an era. Give so me like a... Uh, from the time we came back until about, I don't know how long he's been gone. Um, <laughs> okay. He's been gone at least getting close to 10 years now, I'm thinking. Uh, and we haven't replaced him yet. Oh, Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson. No kidding. So that tells you the state of the Browns 15, 20 years ago, by the way, that we were franchise tagging our kicker. Oh my gosh. You know, most people are doing this to lock wow. up their elite receiver that they just haven't been able to come to a deal with or their quarterback. We were using it on Phil Dawson. That's kind of funny. But so this is only the second time in history that, we, that we've used the franchise tag. Um, and I guess we'll see if we can come to a long-term deal with him. If not, he's at least going to be on the team for this year. And that that's good. It's good for whoever our quarterback's going to be. If it's Baker, anybody else, the more weapons, the better. All Speaking, right. Hey, real quick, before you go on, it says that a once the franchise tag is applied to a player, a team has until mid-July to reach a contract extension or else that player spends the entire season on the franchise tag. So we got a couple so months. So mid-July. Yeah, we got a little while. They can work on it. Yep, for sure. Um, speaking of weapons for the Browns and uh, the, whoever the quarterback's going to be, Calvin Ridley's not going to be one of them. <laughs> nope. Uh, we talked about this, I think, you know, within the last month or so. Um, as him being a potential trade target for the Browns to bolster the receiving core. Uh, Calvin Ridley suspended the entire season for betting on games. I guess he did a $1,500 parlay or something. And I've seen a lot of people talking about it's kind of weird that he would get an entire uh, year suspended for betting on games when there's people who've been found guilty of domestic violence and they only miss six or eight games. And I get the argument, but that doesn't just because that is stupid doesn't make this one not stupid. You know what I mean? Does that make <laughs> yeah. sense? Uh, you can't yeah. bet on the games if you're an active player in the league. And I know he wasn't playing that year, but you you still can't do it. And he knows you can't do it. That's a big thing. I mean, it's literally keeping Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame in baseball. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be the same thing as using you know known substances that are you know, banned in the NFL. If you know you can't do it, don't do it. Yeah. And do then, you, it, you know, I, I don't know if he's complaining and crying about, you know, the punishment, but whoever is needs to understand that, like you said. I mean, he's lucky. I mean, in all honestly, he's kind of lucky that he isn't banned from the league forever. Yeah, I mean, you just never know. I, I, I don't know what the NFL handbook says about that. but uh, you just, it, it goes to the integrity of the game. You can't have a player betting on the games. You know, I bet you what saved him is the fact that he wasn't playing. In the games? Yeah. If he got caught betting on games he was playing in, he'd be done. He yeah. would definitely would be done. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then, But then you got to also think the reason he wasn't playing was by his own choice. Yeah. So then the questions come up. Was that somehow intertwined with the betting? I, You know what I mean? You, you open all kinds of doors that... You don't want opened Correct. by doing this. I mean, betting scandal rocked the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Black Sox in baseball way back in the day? They all got caught gambling or whatever. Um, Pete Rose, you just you can't gamble on the sport you play on. It's just, I mean, that's just nope. well known. So it sucks for him. But to be honest, I don't really feel bad for the guy. No, I I don't <laughs> either. I you're gonna do something stupid like that. 
you're on the risk of getting caught. Yeah. You get caught. You, I mean, that's the thing. If you don't want to take the chance of, of a harsh punishment, don't do something you know will get you punished if you get caught. Yeah. Simple. So rough, rough day to be Calvin Ridley. Um, and it kind of sucks for the Browns if we were looking into that because I think he's really good and he could have helped. Um, so, who? I mean, the only person that re- people really helped was the Falcons because he's suspended. He's not part of their roster, and now they're under the uh, salary cap. Yeah. And the, <laughs> yeah. Originally, they were above. Yeah. So, right. the Falcons made out. They're probably the ones who told on him. <laughs> <laughs> they narked. Um, but uh, – Sucks for him. Sucks for us. The only people who doesn't suck for is the Falcons. Yep, pretty much. But, well, before we move on, you want to tell us about DraftKings? Yeah, I can do that. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If you win, or if they win, you win. And it's funny that we just talked about sports betting, and now we're promoting it. <laughs> hey, we don't play in the we league. We don't play in the league, so it's all good. Yeah. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. And before we move on to whatever you had next, if I'm jumping out of line, stop me. But I wanted to mention some other wide receivers that are also off the table for the Browns. Okay, good. So Chris Godwin. Yep, franchise tag. We talked about him. No longer available. Mike Williams. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. Not sure if I'd have done it if I was the Chargers, but it's okay. I'm not making those decisions. Devontae Adams. He got franchise Franchise right? tag. Yep. I'm sure they'll work something out now that somebody else signed there for a while. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, I'm trying to see if there were any other big name wide receivers that are now. I think those were pretty much it. So we're going to get into here, like, uh, you know, some of the quarterbacks that have been traded and who's left. Just before we get into it, are you a little bit worried that the Browns' biggest move so far is franchise tagging our second-string tight end? <laughs> I mean, you know, you talk about these moves, and it's not like we're in free agency yet. So Correct. it's not, not like any of these moves are who got out there and signed the best available guys first. And there's nothing we can do about teams franchise tagging their players. No, yeah, like Devontae Adams. We can't touch that. Yep. You know, Chris Godwin, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, <clears throat> but I'm just I'm really hoping the Browns are aggressive once free agency hits. I do not want to be a team that yeah. just sits on their hands. That's not what gets it done anymore. Well, we realize we have I would say what do you think? Three pretty essential areas of need on the roster. Well, receiver, D and kicker. Okay, we have four. <laughs> <laughs> We have three major needs that could be addressed right now. Okay. Or that some of these other teams are addressing. And it is edge rusher, wide receiver, and quarterback, like we've talked about. So, yeah, some of these teams are jumping out and making moves. Why don't we just dive into some of the names and we'll kind of go go okay. along. So, first, the first thing that happened this week was Rodgers re-signing with the Packers. I'm starting to think this was all just his end game plan. 
four-year, $200 million contract. Makes him the highest player, highest paid player per year um, in the league. This was the end game. I he think, was never leaving. I, <laughs> and I said that before. I said I, I'd be shocked if he's not playing in Green Bay. And I think that cleanse he went on was just to make up room for more money. Coming, yeah. Because he's obviously got it now. So good for him. Um, that that was the, I think it, the further it got into the off season, you started hearing room more and more rumors about he's just gonna go back to Green Bay. Yeah, this was there was talk about well now he's really torn. He was never torn. It was about getting a huge bag. Um, Jordan Love is just he's kind of like the backup quarterback from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> he's got the best job in pro sports. He's he's just keeping yeah. getting paid and he never has to do anything. And they came out and said they have no plans of trading him either. And I think team, I think there are teams in the NFL who would take a shot on a former first round quarterback who's not played at all. That is going into would, his third year. That is something I would want no part of. I don't. I'm not saying the Browns <laughs> should be one of those teams, but I'm saying there are teams. I'm sure. But so good for Rodgers. I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to an extra two hundred million dollars. I mean, if they were, if that's what they were going to offer me, I yeah. could take it. Um, then the big move was the Seahawks trading. Russell Wilson to the Broncos for two first, two seconds, um, and three players, including Noah Fant. Yeah. That's given up a lot. And then they got Russell Wilson, I think a fourth rounder back. I think that's right. Um, but to be honest, I don't think they overpaid. There's an argument to be made either way. It's a steep price. It's, a, it's definitely a steep price. It's a steep... I, the thing is, it kind of depends on what what team pays that price. I think for the Broncos, it makes sense. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and they said, well, they gave up a lot for Russell Wilson. I said, yeah, but look at their roster. Yes. Look at what they didn't give up. They don't need all those draft picks right now. What they need is a quarterback. Correct. They have all the receivers they need. Their running game is great. They've got you know a decent O-line. Their defense is young and, and not bad at all. Probably so. getting Von Miller back. Yeah, so just... Get a quarterback. They're not worried about who they're picking in the first round this year or next year. Correct. They don't care. Yes, because there there's a chance if things if he stays healthy and things go the way you know you would think they're going to go, they're going to be picking at the end of the first round anyways. Yep. You know I'm not saying they're favorites to win the Super Bowl now, but they're at least they're favorites to make a run. Well, they had the ninth, I believe, the ninth pick in this year's draft. So that's what Seattle now has. But okay. do you want to pick in the top ten again next year? Or would you rather have a quarterback and pick at the back end of the first round? Exactly. I'll take the quarterback in the late round pick. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. That's why I don't. And I think it was a good move by Seattle because they got a haul. Yeah. And they got a good tight end. Um, they, they released Bobby Wagner then the next day. So they're in a complete rebuild. They're in a rebuild. But I did hear a rumor that they are somewhat. I don't know how true it is, but that they're interested in Deshaun Watson. That would be a game changer. And they have the draft capital to go get him. So I don't know if that's a thing or and not. And they're in the NFC, so the Texans might be more likely to go out there to trade him there. That would be, I mean, you put Deshaun Watson on that team. The, the I think the biggest problem with the Seahawks is their offensive philosophy. They yes. got they have Lockett, they got DK. Their running game is hasn't their lines bad. Now they have Noah Fant. They'll have Noah Fant now. You put Deshaun Watson on that team. I mean, I'd like to say they should be able to score, but they just had Russell Wilson and they didn't score. <laughs> so, um, but it depends on you know. Do they adjust their offensive philosophy at all if they get a guy like Deshaun Watson? Um, 
that that would be that would be kind of a game changer if that's what they're thinking in the back of their mind. Like we can part with Russell because we know we're gonna. If they got to roll out Geno Smith or Drew Locke, that's a rebuild. That's yeah. a big time rebuild. Yep. 100%. So we'll see how that, especially because their offensive line is probably one of the weaker parts of their team. So you probably don't want to put Drew Locke back there. I mean, he's athletic, but he's. I mean, Russell Wilson's way more athletic than him, and he's still running for his life. Yeah. I, I think Drew Locke has pretty much sealed his fate in the NFL. <laughs> he couldn't be successful with those receivers. And now the biggest problem in Denver is a lot of times those receivers are hurt. So that that'll be the big thing this year. You bring True. Russell in, you need those guys to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a good deal for both teams. The Broncos, like you said, are one of the teams in the league that could afford to give up things like that because they could afford it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if, if a rich person buys a Lamborghini – they probably didn't overpay. They had the money. They could afford it. If I went and bought a Lamborghini, yes, I overpaid. I'm now going to be broke. Right. I'm going to be living in that car. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can afford it, the more money they could afford it. They had the draft capital. They had the assets, and now they paid for it. But they're not broke. They're still going to be contenders. And what's interesting, and I, I keep forgetting about this, is they got a new head coach this year. Yeah. So you know, an offensive minded guy. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I, I think that Denver just well, we we said all along if Denver had a quarterback, they'd be somewhat contending for at least playoffs, if not more. So. What's really crazy now is if you look at the AFC West, the worst quarterback in that division is now Derek Carr. Ooh, and I think Derek Carr's pretty good. That's a tough division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Derek Carr hmm. is probably like an eleven to thirteen range quarterback in the league. And he's the worst one in the in the division by kind of like a far margin. I mean, Mahomes, Herbert, and Russell are all significantly better than Derek Carr. That's yeah. cr- that's crazy. Now, I mean, as far as being in the AFC North with the Browns right now, I guess that's kind of good because hopefully the AFC West will start to eat itself, kind of like the North did last year where nobody really wanted to take first place. It was pretty even keel the whole way. We'll see. Um Normally, I say if you have the fourth best quarterback in your division, you're probably not going to be very good. <clears throat> That's what I say about the Browns. <laughs> uh, but those are those are. Ext- I mean, you're looking at four of the top. Even if we're just being conservative, fifteen quarterbacks in the league are all in one division. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it is. So that, that's something to watch. That's going to be an interesting division. It's in a team like the Raiders. Made the playoffs this year. Yeah, they did, and they and they definitely shouldn't have. So, and they got a new coach, new offensive coach. Yep. So we'll see how that the AFC West is going to be interesting this year. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, another big move that I don't think I guess there was rumblings about it, but it wasn't really on my radar was the Colts trade Carson Wentz to the Commanders. The commies. The commies. And yep. I think it was for two third-round picks, something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. So on the TikTok I made yesterday, I said I thought in both of these situations, both teams, or all four teams kind of won. Like it was win-win for everybody. I said that, you know, the commanders got a, a definite quarterback upgrade. I like Taylor Heineke, but Carson Wentz is definitely better. Yeah. And the Colts got rid of a guy that they didn't want anymore. I will say this, though. The Colts are way worse off now today than they were yesterday. They are, but from all the reports I've read, they just wanted nothing to do with him. I guess the guy, I mean, the reports came out in Philadelphia when he was still there two years ago that he was just a nightmare in the locker room. He was a headache behind the scenes, poor leadership, 
griping all the time, all this kind of stuff, right? So he gets traded to Indianapolis. He gets to reunite with Frank Reich, who had him playing at an MVP level. You heard all that BS last year, you know, when he was coaching him in Philly. So he goes to reunite with Frank Reich, and what happens? He's there for a year, and they ditch him. So there's got to be truth to those reports that he is some head case behind the scenes. Especially because this was supposed to be like the reunion that saved Carson right. Wentz's career. Yep. And, and lost. I don't think he played bad last year. Oh, he's 27 to 7 QB to interception ratio. I mean, honestly, until the last two games of the year, he was playing pretty well. You're right. Yeah, he did. He, the the he last two games is what really overshadowed them. I mean, they lost to Jackson. All they had to do is beat Jacksonville. They yeah. The playoffs and they lost. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> that's, that's bad. Um, but I think if you're if you're Washington now, they got some weapons. I mean, Terry McLaurin is probably the best receiver Wentz has ever played with. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would think so. They got uh, Gibson if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna they should have a pretty good defense. Chase Young comes back. Sweat. I mean, they got some pieces. So if he can, I mean, if he can have a twenty-seven to seven season, Washington could make a run at Dallas, oh, especially in their division. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And then. Yep. The Col- I just think the Colts are really I mean, who's going to be their quarterback. I don't I, know. I've heard I, they're going to try to go get Jimmy G. Yeah. Did you hear the rumors about Jimmy G today, though? No. I saw a thing that said within the next two days, expectations are he's being traded to the Saints. Uh, okay. I did see that. Okay. Um, so I think the, the 49ers are going to get a haul for him because he's kind of like the last name out there that's available other than Deshaun. Um, yeah. And, and maybe Kirk cousins, maybe, maybe. Um, but we don't know if Kirk's actually available. We know Jimmy G's available. Um, yeah, correct. So correct. what do the Colts do? The Colts have a pretty good roster, but who's going to play quarterback? Well, I mean, and if they identify a quarterback in the draft that they like, this is the year they could get one without having to be in the top 15 pick. You would think, but there's always a run on QBs. There is even in years, gonna... even in years where people say no, people reach. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But still, I think there's enough. I, I guess if they identify a guy, they're like, I think that's the guy we could roll with. And it's not one of the top two or three quarterbacks. They could probably get him in the late teens or early twenty, wherever they're picking. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, these teams trade quarterbacks nowadays. Like they make some blockbuster trades. So we'll see. It's just what a time to be alive. I mean, I f- for a league that is so QB dependent nowadays, for a team to just trade away a guy who played pretty decent last year to have nothing in the reserves and to just trade him away. What does that say about that guy? And they they traded yeah, exactly. Would they trade a first and a third to get him? Yes. And one year later, they trade him away for two thirds. Yes. I mean, what did he do? <laughs> It's, I'm it's, telling you, man, I, I've read some things that he is just not a cool dude to be around. He's kind of, I'm thinking of where it starts with a B and, and I got a niche. I mean, not that long, <laughs> not that long ago, he was going to be MVP. Yeah. Yeah. It was not long ago. And then Nick Foles went on to win a Super Bowl with that team and it hasn't been the same since. Yeah. Actually, I did read something about in Philly. He was not pleased that they won the Super Bowl with. Foles without him, yeah. Like that, he was hoping they would lose something like that along those lines. Yeah, you had to think it made him look 
not necessary. as vital. Yes, <laughs> yeah. correct. Um, and if he's got a, if he's got ego problems already, that didn't help. No, that would really hurt. So, I interesting. Well, that's a that's a very interesting trade for a team to just give away in a a slightly above average quarterback with the potential to play at an MVP level. Um, yep, to just give him away a year after trading away first round pick for him. It's that's just crazy. It is. It's nuts. So, um, I think that leaves the market. We'll see if Jimmy G goes to the Saints. Um, one thing too, I've heard rumors like a lot of teams are waiting. The last big quarterback now, other than you know Jimmy G, that is going to potentially go somewhere is Deshaun Watson, and I, he, I guess he has a court hearing tomorrow where a lot of teams are kind of waiting to see mm-hmm. how that goes. I guess evidence is going to be presented to the grand jury and they'll that's where they'll decide if it's going to go to trial or not i haven't watched law and order in a while so <laughs> you don't know how that so, works but i'm pretty sure the the grand juries who hears the evidence and then they decide if it should go to trial or not okay um okay. i'm pretty sure that's how it works so if they decide not to go to trial tomorrow it's probably it's going to pretty much all get dropped i would assume so he's going to immediately become a, a hot target yeah, and then at that point, the only thing would be whether or not the league takes any action on its own, right? Correct. Which, but you would have to think what what precedence would they have to suspend him if if there's no, no there's, charges? Yes. No, yeah. I, so it would be you'd be suspending him for hearsay, essentially, of what people have said about him, but true that other people have already decided didn't have enough, yeah, anything behind it to do anything about it. Correct. So yep. it yep. would be um, that'd be you know maybe a little sketchy, but we would we'd have to see. I did read a thing from somebody that said if they think if they don't go to trial or whatever, and it's pretty much done Friday, they expect the Browns to be in play. Um, I also heard that the Steelers were going to be in play, but then I also read a thing that said the Steelers don't have any interest in them, which I don't believe. Why would you not have interest in them? Uh, my my thought process on this is. You just you can't let him go to the Steelers without at least putting up a fight. Absolutely. I mean, I don't buy the reports that the Steelers are happy with Mason Rudolph. Correct. In any way, shape, or form. Because as a if if me as a Browns fan is rooting for Mason Rudolph to be their quarterback, there's no way they're happy with him being their quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's that awful. Um, yeah, that that's you can't let Watson go to the Steelers then and just sit on your hands. If, yeah. if now Watson has a no trade clause. So if he says, oh, I'm not going to Cleveland, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Or if he says he's okay with coming to Cleveland and the Steelers just give so much, the Browns can't match it. Okay. But don't, let's not find out the Steelers could go and get him for something that we easily could have matched or gone more. And then, they have another quarterback yeah. who could potentially dominate us for 20 years again. Yeah, and I think one thing to keep in mind is just because he has a no-trade clause doesn't mean he gets to pick where he goes. It means he gets to pick where he goes out of whoever the Texans agree to trade with. Correct. So if they agree to trade with the Browns, then he gets the option to turn them down. But if the Browns are the only team that they agree to trade with. And he really wants out. And he really wants out. He has to take it. Otherwise, he's sitting another year and wasting his career again. Correct. So, yeah, we just have to make sure if, if we're if we're going to go for him, we need to know who the other players are and be serious about it. Yeah. And just don't let him go to Pittsburgh. Don't make it easy <laughs> on him. You know, don't make it easy on him. Don't let him just go sign a guy who could play 
MVP football for the next 10 years. Just don't, just don't let it happen. Yeah, I know. I know. Could you imagine Deshaun with that defense and they got good receivers? That would suck for us. Yeah, and they just beef up that O-line just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would really, really suck for us. Yeah, that's the only thing. The only hope we have is that weak O-line, but even with the weak O-line, the Steelers, and, and a immobile Big Ben, they almost made the playoffs. Yeah. So I think they'll be okay with Watson. Agreed. Um, so enough about the quarterbacks. Another thing I saw on my way in, Khalil Mack, uh, the uh, Bears are working on a trade to send Khalil Mack to the Chargers. I don't I haven't seen any details about what it's going to be for yet, but that's a team taking advantage of having a quarterback on a yep. rookie deal. Mm-hmm. And that's a AFC West again, beefing it up. That's going to be an, uh, if that if this trade goes through. I mean the the Chargers defense they got they're athletic they got some pieces they're good that's going to help and that's kind of the it reminds me of the change of scenery that'll kind of like give a guy like Khalil Mack his second wind. I mean, he's still really good, but a few years ago, he was must-watch TV. Yeah, he was. And let's see, who's he going to be on that D-line with? Man, is it Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be rough for those other quarterbacks in that division. Correct. Which you need. I think that that's something the Chargers, crap, Russell Wilson's in here now. Mm -hmm. We got Mahomes. Yep. Derek Carr's pretty good. We got to be able to get after the passer. You need a quarterback, and you need a guy who can get after the quarterback. Yes. Um, so that that that's huge. How do you you know mitigate these world class quarterbacks in your division? You get guys who can pressure the quarterback. You have to. So you have to. Um, that'll be interesting to see if that trade goes through, and then you know how much they gave up to get him. But it's it's moves like this why I just want the Browns to be aggressive. I want them to be in the mix on these things because yeah. the teams that just kind of sit there anymore. They're 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 not ish. It's one of those things where if Cleo Mack was available, I wouldn't have hated that. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, especially if let's find out what they give up for him. Yeah, right, right, exactly. You know, if it, what if they give up like a first round pick? So would you give up? Would you trade the thirteenth pick this year for Cleo Mack? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, because there's already talk of the Browns maybe going edge rusher in the first round. Well, great. We've already talked about first-round picks. That's that's awesome. You get a young guy who with, with a lot of potential, and you get him for potentially five years. It's wonderful. He's on a rookie deal. He might not pan out. Khalil yeah. Mack panned out. And yeah. still pans out. He's, and he's not that old. What is he, 29? Somewhere somewhere in there. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's... he's it's not like he's 40. <laughs> and he's not like... I don't think he's in his 30s. I could be wrong. Let's see. Okay, I am wrong. He's 31. Yeah. Oh, he's ancient for you then. <laughs> <laughs> if he was uh, playing running back. Yeah. Um, so, well, you know, I'd, that's something I'd be interested in, in seeing what, what that deal ends up being. Because like you said, that's a position of need for the Browns, especially with our next topic. Um, you know, it's looking like Clowney's not coming back. So that they traded, they, they did trade him. It just, it went through. Yeah. It says two draft picks. I'm trying to f- see. They Hmm. They took the Chargers' second round pick. That's all it took. You go ahead and talk about Clowney. Let me go okay. through this real quick. So we're hey, we apologize. We're doing this on the fly. Well, this is just happening now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the rumors are that it's lo- looking like Clowney's likely not returning to the Browns. That would leave 
the starting defensive line for the Browns as Garrett, Elliott, Tagai, and Joe Jackson. That is not good. You look disgusted. You're about to be. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, the Chargers or the, the Bears got two draft picks for Cleo Mack. They got the, the Bears or the Chargers second round pick. What other pick do you think they got? Like a fifth? Next year's sixth rounder. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I, so, you oh, know what I, man. you know what I tell people that we just it, said we would trade the 13th pick for him. You know, what's crazy. So you, this, I'm in real estate and what I tell my clients is you can't get what you don't ask for. Classic scenario. <laughs> the Browns clearly weren't asking. Yeah. The Chargers just reached out, picked up the phone said, Hey, what would it take? You can't get what you don't ask for. I think we have what we have like two fourth round picks this year. I don't remember exactly all the picks we have. I'd have easily given up a second and a fifth. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, talk about getting fleeced. What are the what are the Bears doing? I don't know, man. I I don't know. Reloading <laughs> on youth, maybe. I but seriously, if that's if that's a going price for a guy like Khalil Mack and the Browns have a huge gap on the other side of that line. Yeah. What what the heck? Why would we not? I mean, if you if you are hearing rumors that Khalil Mack could be potentially available, I hope we were at least on the phone. I hope we didn't hear anything about it. I hope we <laughs> didn't even know. And like, this is a shock to them too, because otherwise, I'm a little ticked. I mean, that, you, guys are, you guys are seeing this in live time. Like we we didn't talk about this because it just happened. So yes, you guys are going to see this. You know, later after it happened, it just happened right here while we were recording. Um, that's join the, a, join the after hours. We'll tell you what we really think. That's a get for the chargers, man. That's a big time get. Yeah. It's huge. Even if he isn't what he was four or five years ago, he's still, I mean, look what Von Miller just did for the Rams yeah. and their super bowl push. They, the chargers just did what the Browns need to do. Yes. You got to shore up that other side of the line, especially with what you were just talking about with Clowney. I mean, how do you feel about a, a defensive line of Garrett Elliott to guy and Joe Jackson? I feel not good. I feel so bad about that, <laughs> that it makes me think that 13 in this year's draft might be defense. I am thinking that way too, as much as I want one of those top stud receivers there. I mean, they might have to finagle a trade back into the first round if they want to get somebody later, but. They I mean, might that's have a, to go defense. That's not unless like Elliott and Tagai make huge jumps. That's a bad defensive line. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not going to work. Clowney solidified that run defense last year. It was so good. Yes. And I just, I'm not going to be able to handle it as a Browns fan if we take another step back. <laughs> no, no. I just, I'm going to lose it, man. This season was already hard enough. I know. I know. Um. Season three of the dogs, another step back for the Browns. Oh, <laughs> if boy. it's a step back, we'll just be in here like super drunk. There'll be like whiskey bottles laying everywhere. The after hours will just be the public episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be disheveled and we'll look like we're homeless. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. We can't handle that. Zach and Justin still won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be, they, they won't even watch the Browns anymore, probably. Yeah. Um, so I guess then the last thing I was going to, you know, pose a question to you is. What's the Browns' biggest need then come free agent draft time? Is it receiver or is it D-line if Clowney's not coming back? I mean, how do you pick one? I, you look at the receiver side. I mean, yes, we still have Jarvis. For now. Don't think we're going to, though. Other than if Jarvis is gone, we have DPJ. That's your number one receiver. 
kind of need somebody else. Probably three other guys. So, I don't know, man. What do you think? It's tough. It's really tough. I would honestly have to say, I'd have to say receiver just because I you, don't <laughs> think we can roll into the season with DPJ as our number one. No, so you'd go DPJ number one. Is Schwartz or two now? I guess. I mean, hey, I did see that we uh, signed Jamarcus Bradley. Okay. So okay. maybe he's in the mix. I don't know, but we don't have Higgins anymore. Splash move. Yeah. <laughs> Splash move, Jamarcus Bradley. Smart money, playing it cheap, right? Yeah. Um, I agree. It would have to be receiver, but the defensive line, what happens if you get to, to 13 and the guy from Georgia is still there? And then it's in, you got Wilson. Or Davis. I mean, it just depends on free agency, and then it's your draft board. You go in with a plan. At 13, it's much easier to go in with a plan than it was last year at 20, what, seven we were at, or six, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Because at 13, you can kind of say, okay, if these 12 guys are gone, this is who we're picking. It, you know, you can kind of do a little bit more pre-configuration of scenarios that will play out. I think uh, if, if the Cowboys go ahead and release Amari Cooper, the Browns need to be in play for him. If the Cowboys release Amari Cooper and the Browns don't go straight after him, I don't know what we're doing. I I, I don't know, man. And the, the um, thing is, is Amari Cooper is a very good receiver. Is he a top five? No, probably not. But look, go look at Dak Prescott's numbers when he plays with Amari and then when he plays without Amari. Yeah, there's a huge drop off. He's in a he when he's in there, he is a dependable guy, and he helps their. I mean, he's. One of the most important pieces on their offense. He's a super consistent receiver when he's on the field. That's his only problem is being, on, being the field. on the field. Correct. But, I mean, that's the kind of guy, if we really want to, if, if Baker's the guy this year, we truly want to evaluate him, then go get a guy like that who's shown to be you know, a QB helper. Yes. So, if if they really do release him, which is just crazy for me to think about, if because, I mean, Dak's numbers are significantly worse when he doesn't play. Yeah. Significantly worse. I know. They just they have a lot of money tied up on that offense. I saw today they were looking to trade um Connor McGregor, the their guard. I didn't know Connor McGregor played. Oh, not him. Uh what's his name then? Um Connor McGovern? I don't even know. I think it's McGovern. I don't know. Either way, one of their guys on the offensive line there, they're looking to trade. I think they said he's making ten million dollars a year and they're trying to shave that off. That's rough. They, they put all that money into the offense, and then the offense was crap this year, the last eight games of the season. Yeah. It's rough. It is. Uh, so go make a run at Amari, and then it makes the draft. You can go into a, a, a season with Amari and DPJ. I mean, I'd still like another piece, but um, imagine if you could go in with like a Garrett Wilson – Amari and DPJ is like your three. Yeah. I'd like to keep Jarvis. I know. And then DPJ be your four. That to me would be best case scenario. Well, that'd be solid right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I do want to touch a, a lot of these receivers ran crazy fast at the the combine. Like Olave ran <laughs> insane fast. His official time ended up being like four, three something. Um, it was originally four, two, six, which is insane. They said he solidified himself in the first round. Yeah. That's what they're predicting. A lot of people were saying, oh, he ran that speed. You got to go get him. He's better than Wilson now. Meh. Pump the brakes. We, they were literally on the same team. Yeah. You know what I mean? We watched them play football together. Don't Just because I looked at the top five fastest combine runners, 
the only one in the top five who ever did anything is Chris Johnson. Mm. All the rest of them are well, bust. I mean, Running your fast 40 does not translate to being a good NFL football player. Ask Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> I mean, we took the fastest guy in the combine last year, and he looked lost. Yippee. Um, that was fun. The fastest, I think one of the fastest ones ever is John Ross. How'd he do? <laughs> Nothing. You know what I mean? So if you go look at the top five fastest times at the draft or at the combine, the only one who really ever did anything was uh, Chris Johnson. Yep. And he was freaking awesome. Yeah. But everybody else, pretty much a bust. Mm-hmm. So I'm not putting a ton. It's great that he ran fast, but I'm not putting a ton of stock into people's 40 times. And the thing is, I already know that Chris Olave is going to be successful in the NFL just by watching him. Ohio State is a group, one of the best route runners I've ever seen coming out of college. He's got great hands. He's just he is a silky smooth receiver. Yeah, I mean, when he runs routes, it just does, he looks like he's gliding over the field. He's super smooth to the point where it doesn't look like he's really running hard, but right. he ran a four three something. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's just he's a smooth operator. He is. Um, I don't think you, I think Garrett is potentially more explosive. So that's the one I kind of want, but I don't think you'd go wrong with either one. I did do a mock draft the other night and I ended up with an A minus grade on it. Oh yeah. He's yeah. taking round one. I did get Garrett Wilson at 13, but then I took Drake Jackson, the edge rusher out of USC in the second round. Okay. He was there. I don't, now I don't know if he's going to be there in the Browns pick. I don't know. I need to read more about him, but I have heard good things about him. I think one thing we did see though with last year's draft, Andrew Barry is good at manipulating the draft of getting JOK late, staying packed and getting Newsom, mm-hmm. getting JOK in the second. So I'm not worried about our strategy when it comes to draft time. Right. I just wanted to see us be aggressive once free agency opens. Yeah, it's free agency and it's like, are there any of these trades, Cleo Mack? Are there any of these players, these veterans in the league that we could we could get that would be available for a second and a sixth <laughs> crying out freaking loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. We so, gotta we gotta find those guys. I completely agree. Well that pretty much wraps up everything I had to talk about today. Thank God the NFL provided us with a a busy week. It was crazy this week. It, it's like every day something dropped. I mean it's I almost forgot about Calvin Ridley. And it because it felt like it was years so long ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, big week for the NFL. Yeah. Um, so just a couple others. Tyler Huntley was uh, re-signed by the or they put a tent. The Ravens put a tender on him. I think they said. Yep. So I know we talked about him a little bit last year just because he he did look good when he played. Um, again in Baltimore, Villanueva, their uh, lineman, he retired, which I think he was a little bit young. I was a little shocked that he retired. He's but, only been in the league like six or seven years, but yeah, I mean he he wasn't that good anymore. Yeah, it did kind of drop off a little bit. Um, Bobby Wagner, Seattle, he was cut. Would you make a run at Bobby Wagner? For sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> For sure. All right. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's any other names of note here. I think that's pretty much, pretty much it for now. The Browns re-signed Blake Hans to Marcus Bradley and Michael Dunn. So maybe we ought to make a splash. Yeah. For sure. We got to do something because all these other teams are getting better. You can't just, you can't sit on your hands. You got to, and again, it's early. We're not panicking. The the season hasn't even, the off season hasn't even really. No free, I mean, free agency opens up next week. I just want to see once it does open, I want to see us be aggressive. Yes, please. So 
let us know what you guys think. Uh, is there anybody you're targeting in free agency? Is there anybody, you know, like a Khalil Mack that we didn't really know was available that you think the Browns should try to make a run at? Um, what do you think about these QB trades? Do you, who do you think won? Who do you think lost? Did anybody overpay? Just let us know what you guys think about this last week in the NFL. Pretty crazy week considering – the, see, the new season I haven't even started yet. So yeah, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, jump in, leave a voicemail, dogspodcast.com. Uh, you'll see in the top right corner, there's a little drop-down menu. Just hit leave voicemail. You can drop us an intro. You can drop us a voicemail. We'll talk about it. Leave us your thoughts. If you're looking to get more interactive with the show, head to join the dogs, become a Patreon member. Um, to all you dog members, we will see you on the After Hours show. And to everybody else, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.